Hey everyone, Sarah Peck here, and this is the Startup Pregnant Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am really excited today to talk about uh, some advice that I got from a friend all about babies crying. So I don't know if you've been on the internet lately, but sometimes when you go on and you're in different groups, you can really get just overwhelmed and besieged by information. And there's one particular topic that really incites a whole lot of fierceness in the in the mommy dialogues. And that's all about sleep training. So I'm not going to dive into that today. You are welcome to ask me at a later date what my thoughts and opinions are about that. But what I want to talk about instead is about babies crying. And whether or not it's okay if babies cry, and a couple of things that really helped me in my early days as a mom think about whether or not it was okay for my kid to cry. Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. As always, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a minute to leave us a review, we would love that. If you need any of the show notes from the show, head to startuppregnant.com. So today I want to share something that a dear friend of mine told me when I first got pregnant with my kiddo. Her name is Lindsay. And hi, Lindsay, if you're listening. Um, she's one of my good college friends. We live together and we were both one of four kids growing up. So we both had big families. And she shared with me this awesome story about kids crying. She's had her kids before me. She's got two little ones and I had just gotten pregnant and she was like, Hey, I want to, I want to share this piece of advice that I got. And it was really helpful. And it was. So I'm passing it along. So we're going to talk all about kids crying today. First, before I get into her amazing advice, I think it's worth pointing out that kids crying is genetically engineered to be one of the worst sounds ever. It is supposed to get under your skin for a reason. It is literally their only way to get your attention and tell you that they need something. And they're doing it in a way that you really can't ignore it. It gets under my skin. It feels like nails on a chalkboard. It's really hard. But if you think of it from a design perspective, it's quite well designed. They're great at it. Sometimes it feels like as a mom, I can totally hear my kid and I know that he's just whining or talking and it doesn't bother me. I'm like, oh, he's working something out. Great. But then other times it's all I can do not to like, like crawl, run, scramble as fast as possible to the side of my kid's crib and do whatever and everything I can possibly do to get them to stop crying. It's not always a rational response. And it's funny, maybe from the outside, it's funny to watch me like get out of bed and crawl down the hallway and then sit outside of my kid's room and be like, is now the time I go in? It is. I tell you what, this is one of those things about being a parent that is just mind bending. So my friend Lindsay was telling me about this lesson that she heard. I think it's from her mom. I'm not sure. And it was so simple, yet so profound. And she goes, listen, pretend that you have four kids. By the time you get to the fourth kid, you're probably not going to be able to drop everything and run to them. You have three other kids running around. 
there might be two of them crying at once. In you know, all likelihood, there's probably two of them crying at once a lot of the time. Well, when you have more than one kid, it might take a few extra minutes for you to get to the kid that needs your attention. So she told me, just think about the fourth kid. If your kid is in the crib crying and you need to take a minute to get to them, well, if if they're the first kid, maybe you can rush over and get them right away. But by the time you get to your third or your fourth kid, it might actually take you five or 10 minutes. The lesson here is that fourth kids are totally fine. Anyone who's from a big family, those kids are fine. There isn't some epic study that says all fourth children are totally screwed up in disasters. Nope. So as a new mom, if you have to wait a minute or two before you get to your kid, then you wait a minute or two before you get to your kid. What I love doing is sending them a little love energy or a short verbal check-in like, you know, hey, love, mama's getting her coffee. She's going to be right out to listen to you once she's done in the kitchen. Yeah, even with my four-month-old. I hear you. I know that you want me. And I know that you're upset. And I am on my way shortly. One of the things that I think this really tunes into is that you aren't just taking care of one person in your life as a new mom. You're taking care of two people. Sometimes more than that. You know, sometimes you're actually managing your relationships with your biological family and your partner and the in-laws and all of the other folks in your life. But you really aren't just taking care of this little child. You also have to maintain your own sanity and take care of yourself throughout the day. And sometimes that comes in three and five minute periods where you say, hey, little one, I love you. I'm putting you down on this blanket in the hall. I'm going to be able to see you but I got to go to the bathroom and I'm going to take my time doing it. <laughs> or um, mama's got a shower. You're going to be in the rock and play. I'm going to you know, play some music on the stereo and, and it's okay. Mama's going to do the full three and a half minute shower. I'm going to get shampoo and conditioner and I may also use soap. But I'm I'm laughing a little while I say this because it that's how it feels. So if you're not yet a mom and you're listening to this, um, I don't mean to alarm you. But it's something that my friend Lindsay shared with me and it was so helpful. I was like, oh, right. Fourth children, third children, they're fine. We're, they're all, like, it's fine. We don't have to run and scramble, although I have done it, over ourselves across the house just to fix everything for this person, even though it may feel like it's a necessity. And that cry that they have, well, that's how they communicate. That is their voice and their words. And they're saying, I don't want to be put down. Because imagine them out in a forest. And if someone had put them down, they're like, yo, you best not be leaving me behind. And they've got to let you know that they're there. It reminds me of something my doula told me when she was talking about birth. And she said, one of the reasons that it is so high on the pain level is because we're actually pretty good at ignoring signals and it has to be loud enough to get your attention. So it has to be enough of a sensation for us to say, oh no, I'm not going to push through and finish this other thing. I need to pay attention right now and do only this. It's a focusing instrument. And in many ways, that's what the baby's cry is. It's loud enough and big enough to say, hey, pay attention don't ignore this. So if it were quieter and we could just ignore it all the time, you know, that wouldn't be good for any of us. 
But in this, in this in between where you've got a kid that cries a lot and the cries mean lots of different things. And occasionally, every now and then, mama's got to get her coffee or put a complete set of clothes on or whatever it is that keeps you healthy and well and sane. It's okay. That's the kind of two cents that my friend shared with me that made me exhale a little, made me feel a little less stressed out. I mentioned this before on a previous episode when I talked about Pamela Druckerman and, and the pause that she talks about in Bringing Up Baby, her book. And it's that moment of just pausing and letting someone feel their feelings. Baby's uncomfortable. He's letting you know. That's all perfectly normal. And just pausing for a minute. I remember when our little one was very young, my sister joked with me. She said, well, Leo never cries. And I said, I know, he doesn't really cry that much. And she goes, well, it's because nobody ever puts him down or gives him a minute to cry. Like there's literally too many hands here, so he doesn't ever have to cry. And I thought about that and I was like, oh, that's true. You know, maybe we should actually give him some space to feel all the feelings and 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 also feel like, oh yeah, guys, I'm uncomfortable. Like, hello. Um, but but yeah. So that's today's episode. If you are about to head into new motherhood, I hope that this little story uh, from my friend Lindsay can give you some solace in those early days and send lots of love to your little ones, even if you are not running and tripping over yourself to attend to them every single second of the day. You're doing great. You are a wonderful mom. You are a wonderful person. You're taking care of so many people and your kid, just like four children everywhere, will be just fine. Thank you so much for being a listener of the show. A few more things before we end this episode. First, if you know of a woman or a friend that would benefit from this show, send them a link to our website at startuppregnant.com. So many of you have already reached out and shared your stories, what this podcast is doing for you. And for that, I am so grateful. So if you know of somebody that would love to listen in, or you think that these stories would really hit it home for somebody, feel free to send it along. Second, if you've got a story that you need to share or tell, head over to startuppregnant.com and send us a note. We have had so much reader mail already, and your stories mean the world to us. We are proudly listener-sponsored, so if you want to sponsor the show and hear more episodes, head over to our Patreon page, and you can buy us a cup of coffee, or two, or three. We'll take many cups of coffee. If you want any of the show notes or links from this particular episode, all of the references and tools and tips that we talk about are always posted on startuppregnant.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.